Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Mum Talk. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're in between series, so we've just finished series six and we are going to be starting series seven soon, but not too soon. So I wanted to check in with you all because what a weird time. And I wanted, I put, well, I put a um, a poll out on Instagram to see if anyone was interested in a bonus episode. And you all said yes. So (laughs) here I am. And I'm going to catch up on what's going on with us and what is going on um, in our world. And also answer all of your questions. I'm not actually going to spend too long talking about us because there's not a huge amount to fill you in on and there are so many questions that I'm sure a lot of what we've been doing will come out uh, when I answer your questions but to start off with it is what day is it today god I don't even remember is it Thursday yeah Thursday today it's the evening Hendrik is just reading Amandine a book and I am sitting in our study slash laundry room, very much a laundry room really, because it's um, a really small bedroom upstairs and it's where we dry our clothes <laughs> and it's where Hendrik has his work wardrobe and his um, desk. So I am just perched in here trying to not disturb Amandine and Hendrik too much whilst they read a book and record the podcast It is a beautiful sunny day. Haven't we been lucky with this weather? I promise you this podcast isn't going to be talking about the weather, but haven't we been lucky with this weather? Oh my goodness. Can you imagine if it had been pouring with rain and we'd all been stuck inside? Be even, I mean, we are, I know obviously still all stuck inside, but at least we can look outside. And when we do go for our one a day, it is in the sunshine and we're grabbing onto a little bit of vitamin D. Um, my mum sent Amandine a paddling pool as a surprise, which was so cute and so lovely of her. And we're so grateful because I pulled ours out and it had a puncture. And I was not in the mindset right now to spend like half a day looking for a puncture and then attempting to fix the puncture and then probably fail because that's that's probably what happens with my punctures. We lost two paddling pools last year to punctures. We have a rose bush in our garden and both times it was my fault and I forgot to weight the paddling pool down and I came down in the morning to both paddling pools, not at the same time, uh, impaled on the rose bush and subsequently popped with many, many a hole. So it was unfixable, which is horrible because as you know, I am not one for a throwaway culture and also um, try to reuse as much as I possibly can. So the paddling pools were a big fail last year. So this one I'm going to try and hold on to. It's really cute. If you've seen it on Instagram and you are after it, I think my mum got it from John Lewis. I think it was about £10, something like that. Um, and Amandine loves it. Even when we are, I'll talk about this more, but it went going over activities and things. But even when it's too cold to actually go in the paddling pool, I just fill it with a teeny tiny bit of water and then put all of her rubber animals in there. Um, and she's got a couple of buckets and she just likes to play around in them, put, put bits of grass in, put daffodils in, daffodils, daffodils in, um, dandelions. We've got these really cute little blue forget-me-not flowers in the garden. And she likes to just put those in too. Um, but I'll come b- back to activities when I talk through activities. Because I've got quite a few now. <laughs> three weeks in, huh? With another three weeks to go. So I was just listening to the update today um, on where we're at. And we've got another three weeks. Which is pants. Because you know what? My birthday falls in those three weeks. My birthday's on the 5th of May and three weeks takes us to the 7th of May and it's really a bit pants. And this year, I mean, I know everyone's plans have, you know, completely gone down the drain, but for quite a few years, I've been asking Hendrik to take me back to where we got engaged, which is just in France. Um, and it's not too far from his parents. Well, it kind of is, but it's in France, right? Still. Um, and, uh, this year he agreed And this year he said we'd go for my birthday and we'd take Amandine. It'd be really special because we got married there as well. Um, And we're obviously not going, so that's a bit pants. So I am sure we'll do something nice for my birthday still. I mean, I've got Hendrik home, Amandine's here. Hopefully the weather will be nice. Um, And I'm sure we'll make a cake, blow out candles, open some prezzies if I'm lucky enough. 
and that'll be really nice. And I also think, which is quite fun, um, so I'm taking part in the Positive Birth Company Unwind sessions. I don't know if any of you have come across them, but I am doing every other Tuesday. And I think the last, or, or the, I'm doing next Tuesday, which is the first week, and then I'll be doing not the following Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, which happens to be my birthday. <laughs> Yay! So I'll be doing that on my birthday too, which will be fun. Um, but yeah, it's all a bit rubbish, isn't it? All a bit rubbish. And one thing that's really peeving me off, um, I actually have, I'll be honest with you, this isn't what's peeving me off, but I've got a whole A4 sheet of brain dump, essentially, on what I wanted to talk about during this podcast and answering all your questions. Um, so if I kind of flitter a little bit about too much... That's the fault of my A4 piece of paper. Normally I don't have any form of notes, unless I'm interviewing, of course, or, you know, chatting with someone on the podcast. And I just wing it, because I think the best conversations are winged, in my opinion. And the minute I put anything down on paper, I start thinking, oh no, I need to cover that. And I've regressed, and I've, I don't know where I've gone with my conversation. So that's probably what's going to happen in this podcast, so I apologise in advance. So sorry, back to what's peeving me off, is... People saying things like, learn a new skill, or all the fitness videos that are around. And it's just, it's taken me probably a week to get over that feeling of not doing enough, and feeling like I'm not doing enough, and feeling like I should be using this time really productively, and be proactive, and feel motivated, and I don't. (laughs) I really, really don't. And I am sure I'm not alone, but I wish... I wish that we didn't, or I didn't, naturally go into that place of feeling really precious, pressured and anxious about not using this time well. Like, this time, this time hasn't been given to us. We're in a worldwide crisis right now, and we're being told to stay at home. That's not extra time that, that we've been given, this is time that we have to survive, right? Um, And, you know, I completely understand if you're at home, alone, learn a new skill. Like, I can see where they're getting at. Mentally, it is probably far more healthy to be trying to split up your day, maybe learning a new skill, than binging on Netflix, which I would definitely do if I didn't have a kid right now. Um, taking baths, you know, splitting up your day a little bit rather than just sitting in front of the TV. And I know that Hendrik, if we didn't exist, he would 100% just be playing video games and um, taking baths. Although he does really enjoy learning new skills, so he would probably be picking up his ukulele again, which he normally does. But Hendrik and I were having this conversation and um, he was saying he feels exactly the same, like really pressured to do something. And I'm like, Hendrik we're looking after a toddler. We have this time, or we can use this time, to just show Amandine so many things um, at home and really get out into nature. We have a really lovely garden. We're very lucky. We are very, very lucky to have a lovely garden in this um, situation. And also just be family. Like, be together, the three of us, for an extended period of time. I mean, when do you, as a family... Now, I understand that we are not in the same boat as everybody. Like, we are very lucky um, in the sense that neither of us... Um, or maybe I wouldn't necessarily say lucky, actually, but we are not working in the NHS. Hendrik is forcibly grounded. Like there, he can't, he can't go to work. There's no option for him to go to work. There is no work, um, for him right now. And I work from home. So especially from Hendrik's point of view, he has zero pressure to be at work because there is no work. And I can time things around, you know, Amandine's naps when she goes to bed and, you know, there isn't a huge amount of work going on for me right now. So that's fine. And we can just use this time to really be together as a family with no external pressures. Now, I'm not saying there are no external pressures at all out of being out of work and not having much work coming in does obviously have its repercussions financially. So there are always worries. And of course, you know, we're in a position right now where 
hopefully having listened to the um update we're starting to flatten the curve and things are starting to look better so we are hopeful that Hendrik will be able to get back to work and I will start to have a little bit more work coming in as things go on but there are so many uncertainties but I am one for very much trying or attempting to be present and live in the moment and not deal with things until you know shit really does hit the fan um that's probably quite naive and I do like get myself into a bit of a pickle with these things sometimes um but it just stresses me out too much to look too far forward into the future I know Hendrik when all of this started happening you know there were lots and lots of um backwards and forwards with his company about what was going on and they're very good they provide kind of weekly updates I think on what's happening and um that's great but there is always this uncertainty from Hendrik's side as to, you know, will he actually have a job, um, depending on how fast we get back on our feet after this crisis. Um, anyway, anyway, I'm not going to go into all of that because you are not here for all of that stuff. Um, so other big news, we're not pregnant again. Now, it's really, it's really tricky to talk about this on here because I feel like, I really don't want to be judged. I'm pretty sure that you guys aren't going to judge me. Um, And I'm sure there are quite a few of you as well thinking the same thing. Now, when all of this started, as you probably know, we've been trying for a second baby for really quite some time now. We are um, over seven months of trying. And yeah, we're not getting anywhere. (laughs) And trust me, we are in the bedroom a lot. Um, More than actually either Hendrik or I require. Um, And we're trying to, I'm doing all of the temperature stuff. We were very, very lucky. And I kind of feel in a way that this is, um, I don't know. I don't know, actually. But I'm doing the temperature monitoring I used natural cycles last time and we literally got pregnant straight away and I think in my uh defense I guess a little bit is we did get pregnant straight away I mean I think we had sex like once or twice maybe and we got pregnant which was incredibly lucky I had struggled with not having any periods um for about two years two and a bit years and uh I, I yeah I really didn't think we would get pregnant that quickly um and then my my body kind of just said right I'm ready I had a period and then we got pregnant straight away and so it was all very odd because I just didn't think it would happen that quickly um and then this time around <laughs> it's really really tricky so I stopped breastfeeding in November yeah because nothing was happening so I um stopped breastfeeding in November and then I got my period back like a proper period I think it was December or maybe it was November god I can't remember now if you listen to the podcast maybe you can tell me um but I I can't really remember now and then I've had kind of periods on and off for 30 anywhere between 26 and 30 days so it's fairly regular but then when you think about my previous history with periods I had like one period in two and a half years so it's um and that there was a reason for that I I just um I found myself quite underweight um I think I've talked about this a little bit in the podcast before maybe I'll go into it a little bit deeper at some point but yeah I was underweight so I uh, had to sort that out and when I did my period came back and we got pregnant straight away. So yeah, it's been a bit of a, um, a bit of a shock, I guess. Um, and also I'm not doing myself any favors, am I? Because we have decided to keep going, keep trying. I'm mainly concerned that if we don't, then it's almost like we'll stop and then we'll start again and it'll just take us like another six months. And I'd kind of like to know where we are. Like if things are starting to, if we don't get pregnant for like another six months, then I feel like by then we'll be at the point where I can um, seek some help and um, just check everything's okay. Whereas right now, and I think this is the bit that I'm struggling with, is if 
coronavirus wasn't happening, I would call my doctor. She is a, uh, one of her specialties is infertility. She's brilliant. And I would call her and I would talk to her and I'd ask to come in and I'm sure we'd discuss things and maybe we'd see if I could go. I know on the, I know there's a drug that you can go on for ovulation and, um, but I don't feel like I can do that now. I don't feel like I can call in mainly because I don't know. I don't know. Is it frowned upon to be trying for baby still I mean I kind of feel like it is but I certainly wouldn't judge anyone for doing it but then I'm in that position I feel like nine ten months down the line we should be in a much better place um in the NHS but I also know that you know we're talking about first scan in 12 weeks or so um but we've been trying for a long time it's not it's a really difficult one it is a really really difficult one but I think we are going to still just keep trying because mentally for me I think that would be healthier. Um, I think I would find it really, really difficult to stop. And then if it takes us like another six months, in six months time, I find that really difficult. Uh, at least if, yeah, if we keep trying and it doesn't happen for six months and then we can seek help, then we know where we are. I'd love to know what you guys think. And if you're in the same situation, what you're thinking about doing and your reasons behind it. I'm also very aware, like I follow a great, great um, lady and she's been on the podcast, Dr. Brooke Vandermolen. She's brilliant. And she was very much saying, you know, if you are going to be trying for a baby, you need to be aware of all of this and you need to be aware that um, if later down the line there is some form of evidence of early pregnancy, um, you know, needing to be throughout, kind of throughout pregnancy, needing to isolate you need to be prepared to do that. Now, I would be prepared to do that. I know I would be. Um, and just fully isolate for 12, for 12 months. No, it doesn't make a baby in 12 months, but 10 months. Um, 9, 10 months. Anyway, so that's where we are. So it's been a little bit disheartening when I got my period a few days ago. Because I really, really thought, as I have done with every single time, I have really, really thought I was pregnant. And I had a 26-day cycle last month and a 30-day cycle this month. So I took a pregnancy test when I didn't get a period, and I was like, oh, maybe it worked. Anyway, it didn't. So, meh, it's a bit rubbish. Um, But we'll just keep trying. We'll keep trying. Um, Otherwise, we're all really good, actually. Hendrik and I are getting on really well, which is lovely. I think it's the stress of not him not having to go to work um it is quite a demanding job in the sense of uh being tired (laughs) not being tired because the hours aren't particularly great and it's just yeah really really nice um that we don't have to worry about kind of his sleep patterns and how tired he is and yeah it's good We're, we're really enjoying each other's company right now and actually i had a question um about relationships And I have spoken about this a little bit in previous podcasts. Uh, I really do believe when they say that. And also listen to the the podcast um, where I speak to a relationship counsellor. She's brilliant. She's not ours. We don't have one. Uh, But she is really, really great. And she talks about kind of how relationships change when you go into first year, when you go, when you get pregnant, essentially, and have a baby. I really do believe that... um, the first year is flipping difficult because everything is changing and yeah, it's really, really tricky. It is really tricky. Hendrix wanted to be really involved in everything with Amaldine, which is lovely, really lovely. But then also, on the other hand, it feels like I haven't had any space to just do. I don't know if anyone else feels like that. Um, you know, like a... <laughs> simple things whereas he doesn't like the clothes that I put her in so he likes to do clothes shopping as well when she needs new clothes which is fine but it's we just don't have the same taste at all and things like um I mean really early on like for the first six months of her Amandine's life he didn't do anything really he couldn't help with the sleep he couldn't he didn't help with the feeds he didn't help with getting up in the night um he couldn't really because of his job but also he just he's not he uh likes his sleep too much (laughs) um but yeah I really feel like maybe this coronavirus time has given us the time that we needed to 
get back on track. Interestingly, um, you guys are asking about our current current routine, and it's switched as of this morning, like literally as of this morning, because Hendrik really feels like he has no time. He feels real guilt when he's not there with Amaldine and fear of missing out when he's not there. Um, and he feels like he just has no time for him. He has lots of other hobbies like surfing. Obviously, he can't do that right now. Uh, but also, he used to be a DJ and he loves DJing. Um, and he's got a setup in our garage and he just doesn't feel like he can go and do it without either feeling bad or not being able to relax into it because he knows that he wants to be with Amandine or, you know, just mentally. He doesn't feel like he has any time. Um... So today we decided that we would take the mornings in turn. So Hendrik took Amandine this morning um, in the sense that he got her up. I made her breakfast, so it was breakfast when um, she was down there. He took her downstairs, fed her. I went for a run. I'd been nominated to do um, the 5K run for Run for Heroes, and so I did that. It was actually more like 8K because I got really lost. (laughs) I'd never actually done a 5K run around where we live. And uh, yeah, I got really lost and ended up doing 8K, which has given me really big blisters because I was very much wearing the wrong socks for doing that length of run. But I did have some oats this morning, which I never normally have, so that was lucky. Um, And then uh, I had a shower and I came back and I cleaned and I did lots of laundry, like... (laughs) nothing actually for me apart from my run which actually was really for me and it was lovely uh but tomorrow I'm going to take Amandine in the morning and it's actually really nice in that I've been planning what we're going to do tomorrow morning like we're going to get up and we're going to take her downstairs in her jammies Hendrik likes to get her dressed and ready before she goes downstairs but I like to go down in jammies and just enjoy the morning I'm I don't know if you're like that but we we like to do that And then uh, I'll give her breakfast, we'll go upstairs, we'll get changed, we're going to go for a walk, um, do our one a day, going to look out for lots of things, I'm trying to teach her some colours, I'm trying to teach her yellow and blue at the moment, so we'll look for yellow, we'll look for blue flowers, and then we're going to come back and we're going to go over what we found and find cross-reference in (laughs) some of her books, and we'll see if we can find more yellow and blue stuff. And then maybe we'll bake something. Um, And then before you know it, it'll be lunchtime. And I'll get her involved with making lunch. And then we'll eat lunch. And then it'll be nap time. And then that's it. (laughs) We're only doing mornings. (laughs) And then we'll kind of do together. And Hendrik hopefully will be able to go for a run. And we'll be able to um, DJ. And he will be a little bit happier too fingers crossed so that's the idea so that's what we're doing and it's taken us a bit of time to kind of get there but for the last couple of weeks we'd be like we both can't be here all the time because we're both not fully present I'm trying to get on with things Hendrik spends a lot of time on his phone so he's doing that I'm getting antsy because I'm actually trying to do useful things whilst he's sitting on his phone doing nothing um, and just scrolling and laughing at rubbish Facebook videos and it absolutely does my nut and I'm sure you can relate <laughs> uh, or you know he disappears to the loo and he's gone for about half an hour <sighs> And I have to basically text him to be like, are you done? (laughs) Can you come out now? So it's kind of nice knowing that I've got a full morning with Amaldine and then we'll both be able to kind of do whatever in the afternoon. We always tend to go for a morning walk in the morning. Um, I don't think we'll do this taking in turn every day because we actually really like to go on our walks as a family. It's really fun. We enjoy it. Um... So yeah, I I don't think we'll do it every morning, but for the moment, it's really, really needed, really needed just to get on top of some things. And and I think next time it's my turn, I'll actually do something else for me. Maybe I'll go on a shorter run or um, I will maybe do some work, actually. (laughs) But, you know, things to um, do for me. Maybe read a book. Maybe read a bit of a book. I find it difficult to sit down and read in the morning. I'm a lot like my mother. I find, find it difficult to sit still and not do anything. Okay, so let's get into some of your questions and then I am sure that a lot of stuff will be will come out. Um, one thing I would say, though, is... So I had really bad... Before coronavirus, I had really bad lower back pain, which I've had pretty much since birth. Uh, I don't really know 
why. I mean, I do know why. I gave birth. Um, <laughs> so that's probably why. But also I think just not focusing on how I'm picking Amandine up as she gets heavier and heavier. I think I'm still treating her like she's a one week old <laughs> and quite nice and light. Um, so that's probably why. But I have been trying to do a little bit more um, exercise to strengthen my lower back and it's working. So if any, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, God, I've got a really bad back and I just want to move. I've just been doing um, not long at all, like 20 minutes of exercise. And it can just be fun things that you've made up in the garden, like squats and lunges or I don't know, whatever you want to do, basically just something that's fun. Oh, I don't know what that noise is. Sorry if you heard that. I think maybe Hendrix tidying the garden, perhaps. Um, yeah, so it really helped. And also, more than anything, it's helped my mindset. Massively helped my mindset. Uh, I feel way more energised in the morning. I feel more positive about the rest of the day. I feel more motivated about the rest of the day. I feel... I go to bed feeling healthier and lighter. I wake up in the morning feeling healthier and lighter. As you may possibly know, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I'm a massive chocoholic. I love chocolate. I love chocolate to the point where it's an unhealthy addiction. And I am addicted to chocolate, 100%. Um, But when I, the more I exercise, the more I don't need it. That's quite nice. That's quite nice, isn't it? Um... So there you go. If you need a bit of motivation, then go. Also, I'm one of those people who um, I just want to be really, really good at running like straight away. <laughs> and my sister, who is a crazy good runner and a crazy good all-rounder, actually, she always has been since school. She's just flipping brilliant at everything. But she now does Ironmans and marathons. I'm really sad for her, actually, because pretty much all of her events this year have been cancelled, which is rubbish for her. But um, And she does triathlons, and she's got really good over the last couple of years. She's won loads of races and, uh, like, come in really, really high up on the leaderboard um, overall with men and women. She's just... She's amazing. And... Um, she said to me, progressing running, which is kind of what I am enjoying because it's getting me outside and it gives me time, complete time away. I know loads of people have taken up running during coronavirus, but it actually gives me time out of the house where I can be by myself. Like a home workout, I'm still at home, Amandine's still around, she still wants to know what I'm doing, which is good and I think it's really good to exercise in front of your kids, I really do, but... um, it gives me time where I can just focus on nothing else but me and plodding the road. And she just said, progressing with running, you just add teeny tiny increments. Or you just run the same run and then do a larger run once a week. Whereas I'd been doing things like going from 4k to 8k, which is what I did today, which is really silly. <laughs> But it wasn't my fault, I got lost. Anyway, enough on that, because I'm, um, yeah, I'm waffling, I'm really waffling. I hope you guys are enjoying my waffle. Okay, let's talk about potty training. So I really don't have much to say on this at all, and so many of you asked about potty training and where we were up to. I'm so sorry, but we are just, we've gone real backwards. Um, Amandine was nailing it, and she had, I don't know, we weren't potty training her. We really weren't potty training Um, it actually came when she needed to have a urine sample and we had a potty and I sat her on the potty just thinking, "Mm, if I put the cardboard thing into the into the bottom of the potty and she pees, then I can just pour it straight in. I don't have to run around with this silly little cup, um, and try and catch the wee. And it worked. And then from then she literally sat on the potty and peed. Um, and from then we have just thought, right, well, when she wakes up, we'll just pop her on the potty. Um, and if she says that she needs to go pee pee, then we'll put her on the potty. And she had been for like the last, I don't know, two months, maybe even three months, been doing loads of wheeze and a couple of poos, not so much on the potty. And then we found at the start of coronavirus, she didn't want to do any poos on the potty. That's fine. No biggie. I'm not bothered about that. And now she doesn't want to do any wheeze on the potty either. So it seems like we have regressed slightly. Uh, Not that we were trying in the first place, really. 
not training as such, just getting her used to it. So I don't quite know, I think what we have decided now is we have taken, just taken the potty completely away. It's still lying around so she knows what it is and she'll point at it, she'll go pee pee and then you'll say, do you need a pee pee? And she'll go, no, 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 no. Um, So we're just taking it away for the minute and then we'll go back to it, I think, probably when all of this is over. Um, I think we'll probably look to properly potty train in the summer. I think that's going to be a great time for us to do it. It'll be just before that, just before she's two or around the time that she's two uh, in September, I think is when we'll probably give it a proper, like actually properly do potty training. She's definitely ready. Like she tells you when she wants to go pee pee. Not every time, but sometimes. She doesn't tell you when she wants to go poo poo. Um, and she just, or poo. Caca actually is what we say in French. Um... So I, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't quite know, but we're just stopping for now. Well, not that we'd started, but we're just stopping for now. There is lots of great advice online, which I've been reading. Um, but I honestly do believe follow the cue of your child. Like if your child is really starting to show interest, then just go with that. Go with that. I don't see any damage in doing that. Um, if they're showing interest and you're you're going to the bathroom and you're doing a pee and you say, well, do you want to do a pee? And they say yes, then why not? Like it's a... Let them lead you. That's pretty much how we live our life with Amaldine. And I'm sure it's going to get us into some trouble at some point down the road. But um, yeah, let them lead you. Okay, managing screen time. So we uh, try not to watch any TV until five o'clock in the afternoon. I have, however, been known to break this rule when Amandine has woken up from her nap grouchy and I'm also grouchy and we have attempted to watch a film with her but she doesn't really like any films at the moment apart from Gruffalo and Stickman. So we are watching the occasional bit of... Well, it's not. It's not actually. It's pretty much every day. We're watching The Gruffalo or Stickman at five o'clock in the afternoon uh, whilst I make dinner. And then we have dinner and then we go to bed. But it's only... it's probably in total yeah I mean sometimes actually she'll sit for the whole of the Gruffalo which is what like 20 minutes 15 minutes um other times like today she'll watch five minutes she'll come and check what I'm doing then she'll go back then she'll ask for Stickman. then she'll watch five minutes then she'll come back she'll ask for Gruffalo then she'll come back <laughs> yeah so um sometimes she'll be really engaged with it and other times she won't be at all she's teething today so she's been a little bit all over the place um but that's what we're doing she's not she's not um other than that, she's not really at the point where she'll do lots of screen time. Okay, what else? Um, weaning, weaning, weaning. So my favourite accounts, which I have said numerous times, are definitely Charlotte Sterling Reed, which is SR Nutrition on Instagram, and also Weaning15, and their book, which is a collaborated effort, is coming out in a couple of weeks. They've also just launched a podcast as of today, which I think is eight episodes of 15-minute sections on weaning and it'll probably I can guarantee actually answer all of your questions on weaning so go check it out um the things that I do or I can't go back and listen to the podcast from seven months onwards we started weaning from seven months um we were in France during the six month point and I just didn't I just couldn't deal with it being at Hendrix's parents so from seven months have a listen to the podcast if you're new to the podcast and you're um thinking about weaning or if you just want to be reminded of what we did but um I started off doing a mixture of blended and also finger foods Amandine started uh really I would say doing more blended she seemed to enjoy more blended again I was led by her but um she seemed to enjoy being spoon fed quite a bit she now completely eats herself pretty much um which is really lovely to see i don't think there is any issue in doing um baby led and also finger foods i'm really sorry i just had to press pause <laughs> there because i saw it was eight o'clock and i wanted to clap so i have just been clapping i hope you guys did too um the nhs are doing well i just rock stars in my opinion everybody that works in the NHS and it's always so moving isn't it doing the clapping and saucepan banging it's just incredible I hope they can hear us all the way from the RDNE and Exeter especially um okay so yeah we um I would just blend up loads of veggies 
uh, blend up um, fruits and also give her finger foods of this kind of similar thing or something different. And then she moved really quickly actually to, oh no, she, I, don't, I don't actually think it was really quickly. Um, but we got her trying to eat the same things as we were eating fairly early on. So for instance, one of my go-tos was like a sweet potato curry, obviously not spicy at all, it would just be like the tiniest bit of curry, like very medium curry powder, um, and I would just smash it, smash it, smash it, smash it, or even blend it all together. Amandine never enjoyed any form of pouch or any form of store-bought weaning food um we tried a couple babies pouches with her um that's i think pretty much the only thing we tried oh piccolo piccolo piccoli is that I don't, I don't really know the brand um with her but she was not interested ever and actually when i tasted them i didn't really like the taste either <laughs> um but she, yeah, we tried to start that really early on and we're very lucky in the fact that we do try and eat all together for pretty much every meal. Um, Hendrik eats his breakfast by himself, but I have mine normally with Amandine. Uh, and then lunch, we normally all eat together because we're really happy to eat early. We, we like to eat early, actually. And then um, dinner, same thing. We really like to eat early. So we eat, um, we all eat together now. I guess early, early on, it, that wasn't the case because Amandine was eating quite a lot earlier. But we really felt like having her at the dinner table with us, even if she'd had a snack earlier, and then giving her something of what we were eating helped to encourage her to figure out how to do it and figure out what was going on and um, what we were doing. So... Yeah, you can always do, you know, cook the meal that you're making for you um, or you and your partner or you and your kids and then just give a very deconstructed version if you're weaning. But do go and check out, especially Charlotte Sterling Reed, SR Nutrition. She's absolutely brilliant and does loads and loads of loads and loads of weaning stuff and loads of live Q&As. So you can really ask her something if she hasn't ever covered it before, which I think is highly unlikely. She's covered a lot. I'm really hopeful actually she's going to come on the podcast for series seven. I think it would be really great to get her on. Okay, what else? Activities. Oh yeah, okay, activities, loads of things here. So like I said, we always go for a walk in the morning and we try and pick out flowers and we name trees, try and name as much as we can because Amandine's language is really, really coming along, which is lovely. Uh, then when we get back, we do things with those flowers, like we look for other yellow things in the garden maybe, or, um, yeah, so when we got back from our walk the other day, I got her a little, uh, wooden box and we just went around the garden picking all of the different colours that we could find in the garden, so... We found blue things, pink things, yellow things, green things, brown things. Um, yeah, and then we chatted to all of the colours. Like, who knows if it went in? Although, I do know, actually. Yellow is really starting to happen, actually, in French. Um, so she's picking up yellow flowers. And today, she picked up a yellow hairband and said jaune, which is yellow in French. So it is happening, which is really lovely. Play-Doh. Play-Doh, Play-Doh, Play-Doh. The recipe is on my Instagram grid page. My friend very kindly shared, Jaw Charlie, who's been on this podcast, has very very kindly shared with me the Play-Doh recipe. It's a brilliant recipe. So it's, um, what is it, what is it, what is it? Eight tablespoons of flour. One tablespoon of oil. Two tablespoons of salt and 60 ml of water. Might want to just go and check that on my Instagram page. But I'm pretty sure that's it. Uh, mix the wet into the dry ingredients, knead for a few moments, and then it shall be Play-Doh. Um, yeah, it's great. Add food colouring as well if you want to make it a cool colour. Some people say add turmeric, but I don't think that's a good idea personally. We have cream sofas. Don't judge us, we just do. They're only from Ikea, but they are cream. And Amandine did go on the sofa with the Play-Doh, which was not ideal. But it didn't leave a mark because it was the same colour as the um, as the thing, as the sofa. But if, if turmeric had been in there, however, I don't think that would be the case. Uh, and also, Amandine's fingers would be orange, surely. I remember, I think it was like a week before I got married, I made some kind of turmeric curry or something. And it went all over my fingers. And 
I think a couple of days before my wedding, I was like, oh my God, my fingers are still orange and my nails are orange. <laughs> it was not ideal, but it did go actually, so it was fine. Um, baking, we'll always bake pretty much once a day. We'll bake. Yesterday I baked bread. My sister's, I think I can say boyfriend, um, is baking loads of stuff and he sent me the recipe for some French baguettes, which actually worked really well. Although I forgot to put salt in and bread without salt tastes really weird. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I made those and Al- Almondy made them with me. So we like baking cornflake cakes. They are brilliant. Really good recipe for these. Uh, 80 grams of cornflakes, 50 grams of dark chocolate, 50 grams of milk chocolate, and two tablespoons of golden syrup. You could try and substitute with honey. Um, and that's it. Melt the chocolate and the golden syrup in a pan. Oh, and butter. 50 grams of butter. Melt all of that in a pan. Take it off the heat. Stir in the cornflakes. And then pile it all on. This is what I do. I don't bother with flipping fairy cake things. Pile it all on to a baking sheet on a tray in the fridge. Flatten it out a little bit. Et voila, you have a cornflake cake. (laughs) And then just pick it throughout the day. It's brilliant. It's delicious. Uh, So Amadi helps me with that while snacking on the cornflakes. Um, I'm pretty sure the recipe will work with Rice Krispies too. In fact, I'm going to buy some Rice Krispies next time I have to go to the shop. And we'll try with Rice Krispies as well. What else do we bake? Cookies. Um, Charlotte Stoneweed has some brilliant low sugar cookies. It does involve apple juice, however, which I never, ever, 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 ever have in the house. <laughs> we just don't buy it. So I can never make the recipes that, that do apple juice, which is really annoying. Um, we just have good old-fashioned sugar. Okay, what else? Um, but yeah, I try and get Amandine involved as, in much, as much as I can in the day-to-day cooking as well. Like if I'm making lunch or if I'm making dinner, um, I'll try and sit her up on the counter, which I know sounds really dangerous, doesn't it? But I we have counter running around the edge of the kitchen. So if I sit her in one corner, she has to essentially launch herself at me to get off which she never does. She's very good. She just sits there and she plays with the offcuts of the things that I'm cutting, which I obviously do nowhere near her fingers. You're probably all envisaging this awful scenario of me with Amandine on a really dodgy counter. It's really not like that, I promise. <laughs> She's fine. She's safe. She is safe. Um, okay, what else? So toys, yeah, toys. She doesn't actually play with her toys <laughs> very much at all. I've had a huge cull of her toys. I've bought tons of them upstairs. We didn't actually have tons in the first place. We, we, we're quite stingy. We don't really buy her many toys. We, um, she's, she's given a few toys and also, uh, cardboard boxes are her fave, her fave. Um, and actually just household things like a floss, you know, like floss packets, packets of floss. Um, they come in like little, well, it depends what floss you buy, I guess, but like little blue rectangular plastic things. If you take out the metal bit, which is obviously the sharp bit that she can cut herself on, take that out. And ideally you want to have used all the floss, otherwise that's a big waste, isn't it? Um, she just loves that. She loves it. She just clicks it open and closed and clicks it open, then pulls it apart and then pulls it all back together again. She loves it. So really simple excuse me, I'm yawning, really simple, um, household things she loves, um, but not her own toys, (laughs) not her own toys, but what does she actually play, I also, I also find that I have to get the toys out for her in the morning, if she, if they're not out, they'll just stay there, and she never will get them out, stickers, she loves stickers, loves, loves, loves stickers, um, I bought her her first sticker book from Tiger, that went in her stocking this year, uh, but obviously you can't do that now, but loads on Amazon, there's a stick band sticker book, which we have, there's also a reusable sticker book from Melissa and Doug, which we have, it's really good, um, the stickers aren't that sticky, because they're reusable, obviously, but, uh, it still works, they're good, magnets, she loves her animal magnets, very educational as well, and we try and buy, if we do buy her anything like the magnets, we try and buy her things that will last for a really long time so we can, you know, put them upstairs and then bring them back down again a few weeks or months later. Okay, what else can I share? Um, 
collecting stones. We do a lot of collecting stones. We have a gravel drive, so she likes collecting stones in a flower pot. Water in buckets, so just have two saucepans of water outside. Uh, I tend to fill them with warm water, put some bubbles in if you want to, uh, and I tell her to give her plastic animals a wash. <laughs> A little bath so we do that and she has some mini buckets which are actually egg holders but they're buckets um and she just kind of tips the water in and out and she really enjoys that that's like a definite half an hour of time out um that's all i've got oh and um the five minute mum zip line that is a winner that is a winner. If you haven't followed me on Instagram I've shared it a couple of times I don't think I've saved it anywhere sorry maybe I have I don't think I have. Um, but essentially, you want to put a string really high somewhere and then zip line all the teddy bears down the zip line by, ha- uh, by hanging their ears, so the teddy bear ears, onto um, a hanger with clips. That's what we did anyway. And it's great. It's great fun. We supersized it a few, or a week ago, we supersized it, but purely for Hendrik and I. Amandine wasn't interested at all. We tied the string onto one of our windows and upstairs and then tied it into something really low down in the garden and then sent the teddy bears down on the zip line. It's really good. Really fun. Okay, I'm going to whizzle through these because I've been waffling way too much. Postpartum yoga fitness advice. My main advice to you is wait until you're ready. Wait until you're ready. I have only just started running again. Amandine is 19 months old. I have only just lost the sensation of my pelvic floor wanting to fall out of my bottom. Whenever I ran before, and I tried, trust me, I tried, like it would literally be a five minute run around the block and I would get back and the weight in my pelvic floor would be highly uncomfortable. Now, possibly it's my own fault, I'm pants at doing pelvic floor exercises, I'm getting better at it, but I'm really rubbish, but when I went to my pelvic, um, I had a, what are they called? women's physio appointment or something and she checked everything and it really wasn't that bad it was fine um and so I had just been doing you know probably maintenance (laughs) level pelvic floor stuff um but I really found like when I started to run again I couldn't but I really also believe that doing the little 20 minute kind of gentle workouts and now getting back into running after doing those has really helped but please don't rush like you've done a massive thing you've grown a baby in your body you have um you know whatever birth you have had has been an extreme physical undertaking and you're now running around after a baby or a toddler (laughs) like take time and wait until you're ready fitness is never going to go away it is always going to be there you will always be able to um exercise no one can ever take that away from you so um wait until you are ready yoga is brilliant yes i actually personally interestingly don't find yoga that comfortable anymore um i don't really know what it is but i um i don't practice a huge amount and being a yoga teacher it kind of sucks i do practice a little but i don't practice as much as i did um, I just don't find it comfortable at the moment. Now, I always go through stages, always have done after the, over the, like, I don't know, 15 years I've been doing yoga. Um, I always swing in and out of it, but I, I'm very much, very much an advocate of listen to your own body. Listen to your own body. I am going to be doing a yoga session for the Positive Birth Unwind, um, on Tuesday. So if you're thinking about getting back into it, maybe join me. It's going to be like literally 20 minutes um, of very gentle yoga. Whether you're pregnant or not, you can join in. Join in. It's going to be on their YouTube channel and um, it'll be fun. Most of all, it'll be fun. And you can laugh at me because you very rarely see my face. So this will be seeing my face. Um, But yeah, take your time. What else? No teeth. Oh yeah, that was um, a no teeth question. So I had a question about a baby not having any teeth at 10 months. And um, I asked the mummy dentist, who's brilliant, to answer the question. I don't think she's got around to it yet, but I did have a few mums who wrote in and said that their babies didn't start having teeth until 12, 13 months and they're almost now 18 months and they have a full set and it didn't cause, didn't seem to cause any further distress uh, or pain because it was later 
she one mum actually went on to say she was hardly affected by it her baby was hardly affected by it so I don't know I'll wait for the mummy dentist to come back on that one um but for the moment I don't think you have anything well you definitely don't have anything to worry about but um it doesn't sound like your little one is going to have a tougher time with it at all so I'm just going over that wonderful a4 piece of paper and um oh yeah (laughs) so one of you asked (laughs) one of you asked me to get Hendrik on um yeah they are he is going to come on they are Hendrik is one person. Um, Hendrik is going to come on. He um, is. He will come on. Just possibly not right now. But he will come on. Maybe I can get him on for like the first. Or maybe I'm going to try for a bonus episode. Be so good if he came on, wouldn't it? Be so good if he came on. So many questions I can answer. And um, I think it would just be really funny. He's funny without even trying to be funny. He's very rude. You'll have to excuse. He'll probably swear a lot. Or maybe he won't. Maybe he'll put on his, like, game face. But, um, yeah, he's happy. He's very happy. He's not sociable at all. If you know him and you're listening, you'll know he is not sociable at all. So he is uh, thoroughly loving life, not having to find excuses about not being sociable with people and talking to people. Um, He likes his own space and he likes his own company and he likes being at home. So he's quite happy. Um, And on that note, I'm going to end this because I don't believe how it's been 50 minutes. God, I said I needed to talk, didn't I? But apparently I needed to talk a little bit more than normal. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you're still here, that is, let me know if you made it all the way through. Please message me on... um, on Instagram if you're listening and you made it all the way through I love you if you did thank you so much (laughs) and I will hopefully be back for a bonus episode with Hendrik let's see let's see if I can do it I'll put a um I'll put something on Instagram that he can see like a poll or something and uh vote yes don't vote no people come on vote yes and let's get him on in a way that he just can't refuse okay And if there's any way, I was thinking about this, like, I really, really love connecting with you guys. And if there's any way you guys want to connect, I was thinking how fun it would be if we could do like a live podcast, not live in the sense that you could see my face, but live in the sense that we could talk, (laughs) you know, like an Instagram live, I guess, where you can invite lots of different people in and you can just chat um, about kind of whatever I'm talking about. I don't know if that would work. I don't know how that would work. But let me know if you think it'd be really fun connecting in another way during all of this. Because it's pretty shitty time, isn't it? But, you know, let's remain positive. Let's remain positive. A huge, huge thank you, I want to say, to the NHS um, and to everybody, everybody who works in the NHS. Um, You are incredible humans. Thank you. Uh, And to everybody out there who is caring for people in their community, um... And to all of you listening and just holding it together for yourself and your little ones um, and your husbands and your partners. Or even if you're listening and you're alone, you got this. You've got this. Okay, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go. I'm going to love you and leave you. And I will catch up with you guys really, really soon. Um, Please keep in contact with me on social media. All right, lots and lots of love to everybody. Mwah!